welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. I am really excited to be talking to you about this topic. Um, as you know, it is impacting a lot of people because a lot of us are home. And even if we aren't home and are essential workers that have to go to work, uh, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of turmoil, there's a lot of just triggers for people. And a lot of us have been taught to turn to food. And we're definitely going to be covering that and talking about that. But first, I just want to say thank you to Jake and Jacob of The Power Entrepreneur um, for inviting me on, for for trusting me with this topic and, um, you know, being able to present this to you today. You can find them on thepowerentrepreneur.com and they will be doing something like this pretty much daily where you can be learning about different topics, educating yourselves um, while we're kind of having a lot more free time than we anticipated during this time. Um, and they're going to be doing that for you guys for free um, just to help you work through this time, learn new things, be exposed to new things. And that way we can really come out of this very stressful time that much better. But I do want to pause and tell you a little bit about me real quick because our story is very important and where we come from is really impactful, right? Because who we are right now was all designed by and shaped by where we come from and where we started. So I'd love for you to take a moment to think about, you know, what is your story? What has led you to who you are today? Well, I will tell you this. My name is Ray. I am a certified health coach. I am a mother of three and I run my practice in New York with my husband. I lost 60 pounds in 2016 and he lost 100. I was the head of finance in a federally qualified health center and he was a surgical technologist in a very busy operating room. This was not something that you would have ever thought we would be speaking about or leading people in. But once we got healthy, we really determined that this was something that a lot of people needed and something that we wanted to devote our lives to. And we are closing in on almost 18,000 lives impacted um, with our health coaching practice. So we are very proud of that. And uh, we you know, plan to continue and help a lot more people. But like I said, I am honored to be speaking to you today. And I really hope that what I say today brings some value that will help you get through these admittedly chaotic times with whatever you, you know, your goals of health are or will be intact so that you don't deviate if you are currently on something that was helping you with your weight, or maybe you're trying to maintain, or maybe you're simply just trying to eat healthier and have some sort of decorum of structure through the, you know, it's a bit crazy. I don't know if you noticed, it's a bit crazy out there. So I am going to be giving you eight tips on how to take control of your health right now and avoid gaining those COVID-15, as they're calling it. But first, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what emotional eating is. You know, what is it exactly? We, we throw that word around, but let's dive into what that is exactly. So let's backtrack because I believe, honestly, that we were taught to be emotional eaters from a very young age. And, you know, where I came up with that theory is think about it, right? When we were a young kid and we fell and hurt ourselves, our mother gave us a lollipop. And when we did really well in school and we were celebrating finishing up, you know, some goal that we met, our teachers threw a party. And I don't know if you guys remember, I might be dating myself here, but now the doctors give out stickers when you get a shot or something like that. But back in the days, I remember them giving out dum-dums. And, 
you know, I'll prove my theory here. If you think about it, when I say the word birthday party, what do you think of? You probably thought cake, right? And when I say hard day at work, many of you are thinking glass of wine. And when I say movie theater, you immediately thought popcorn. So in my research and having talked to many thousands of people, I firmly believe that emotional eating is so far ingrained in our psyche that it's likely all your body and brain knows. The problem is with emotional eating, it has been taught to us on a social level, but scientifically food is addictive. So high fat, high sugar, artificial flavors, they all trigger the same pleasure centers of the brain that drugs do. And what that does is it it releases dopamine and serotonin. So because it feels good, we go back for more and more and more. So unlike other addictions that can be completely cut off if the person's looking to recover, right? So an alcoholic can choose with help to never drink again. A drug addict can choose with help to never take their drug of choice again, but we can't stop eating. You have to eat to stay alive. So what you need to do and what we all need to do is learn to eat the right things and for you know eating for the right reasons. So the thing is, is that now that this has been taught to you socially, chocolate has become your go-to every time you feel stressed. And you drink after a long day of homeschool parenting. And you gorge on French fries every time your boss upsets you. And no one stops you. You can talk about it on social media. You can send out your overeating memes. You can laugh about it. You can you know, even post pictures of yourself doing it. And no one's going to stop you because they're probably going to join you. Remember, the food industry thrives on you being a food addict and they will encourage it, right? We got emails from all sorts of ice cream places and, you know, a bunch of restaurants saying, hey, now that you're stuck at home, you know, we're going to be delivering and this is our, you know, our discount. And it's like the food industry wants you and needs you to continue being addicted to their product, right? So have you seen the memes about gaining weight? You know, people are like, okay, I'm either going to come out, you know, super fit or 50 pounds overweight. There is no in between. If you haven't seen the meme yet, you will. They are circulating. So, you know, what that proves is that no one bats an eyelash about this, about emotional eating, about, you know, really being addicted to food and, and using this stressful time to eat and bake and drink wine. Because honestly, everybody's doing it. Everybody accepts it. Everybody has their own emotional eating habits to some level, right? Now, where does it come from? We're not going to dive deep into that, but, you know, it can come from habit. It can come from childhood trauma. It can come from something learned, or it can be an actual addiction or sometimes all of the above. So now you're thinking, okay, but honestly, Ray, what's so bad about drinking a glass of wine after a long day or having some chocolate every time, you know, you get stressed out and I hear you. But can we put this into perspective for just a second? Okay. If your friend called you up now and was like, hey, dude, like I had a really hard day at work or I'm really stressed out about A, B, and C or whatever's going on. And uh, I was just wondering if you'd want to go snort some Coke with me. 
you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? Right? You'd be completely horrified, most likely. And you'd probably try to get your friends some help and wonder what in the world is going on, right? That would throw you way off. But turn the tables. If your friend said, hey, I had a really bad day at work. Would you like to go get drunk and overeat Chinese food? You'd probably be a good friend and meet them at the bar, right? Because that addiction is socially acceptable. Getting the dopamine hit from food is a celebrated socially acceptable addiction. The problem is that excess eating can turn into obesity, which not making any scientific claims here, but we all know that obesity leads to issues like type two diabetes, heart-related diseases, high blood pressure, low self-esteem, all valid concerns amongst other things, correct? So this might sound extreme, but I believe if people viewed sugar the same way they viewed heroin, the world would be a totally different place. So now you know, but what can you do about it? So I'm not going to combat the big emotional eating monster in the room right now, but I am going to present eight ideas to you that you can mull over and it may help you through this next month or more of quarantine while you are stuck in the house, feeling all the feelings and experiencing all the world stressors but this can help you stay focused on healthy, healthy eating habits. Does that sound good? Okay, and I'm just gonna pause and let you know that if you want to use the Q&A little box on the bottom of your screen, you can you know, leave your questions there. I'll be happy to run through them at the end. And you are more than welcome to use the chat and leave your comments and thoughts below as well. So let's start with number one. Number one is understand that emotional eating is a sign that your current coping mechanisms are reacting to stressors. And this is all you know right now. So if you, you know, binge ate last night, I don't want you to blame yourself and turn to guilt because the guilty feelings will lead to more binge eating, right? This is not about a lack of self-control. This is about asking yourself, what feelings are you currently feeling? and then learning to create new coping mechanisms that don't sabotage your health. So what is your feeling trying to tell you? And what other tools do you have in your emotional toolbox that can support you through it without turning to food? So name the feeling, right? That's the first thing, name the feeling. Stop and think about it. Is it fear? Is it stress? Is it lack of sleep? Is it financial worry? What is the feeling? And then ask yourself, is food going to fix it? And the answer is always no, unless the feeling is hunger. If you're actually hunger, it's time to eat, right? That's not something that you should be suppressing. But if the feeling is an emotional feeling, the answer is no, food will not fix it. So you wanna take these moments to pause and challenge yourself and not quickly react and fall prey to short-term satisfactions like a dopamine hit that will backtrack you from everything you have achieved in your health until now. The goal really simply is to find other ways to make yourself feel safe because honestly, food is just a distraction, not a solution. So number two, 
A really good thing you can do right now is to set yourself up for success. So being that the stores and the restaurants and ice cream shops and all that are not easily accessible right now, some are closed, some are delivering, some you can only go in 10 at a time, whatever it is, don't bring it in the house. Do not bring trigger foods into the house. Don't buy it, don't have it, don't let someone drop it off, don't bake it, don't create it. You see, the less it's around you, the less self-control you need to use during this highly emotionally charged time. Number three, write down your whys. You need to know exactly why whatever goal you're going after is important to you. Why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to maintain your current weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to lower your blood pressure? Why do you want to fit into a smaller size cloth? You know, why do you want to run a 5K? What do you want and why do you want it? And most importantly, what are you willing to do to get there, right? It's very nice to want things, but if you're not willing to do the work, it really doesn't matter. So I want you to make a list of things, but you don't want them to be a list of things you don't want to be, right? So saying things like, I don't want to be a size such and such. I don't want to weigh such and such. I don't want to feel such and such is not a list that you're going to want to see very often. It reminds you of all the things that you don't want to be. And that's not an exciting, happy reminder. So you want this list to be a bunch of positive things. I want to feel a certain way. I want to weigh a certain amount. I want to be my healthiest me. And then why? I want to be around for a very long time. I want to have more energy, right? Like all the positive things that you want to achieve or maintain or have or any of it, right? This list is yours. There is no right or wrong. There is no wrong answer. There is no, there is no way to mess this up. This is your list. This is your truth, right? No one can argue with your truth. So you make this list and then you screenshot it and you put it on the background of your phone and you print it out and you put it on your bathroom mirror and you put it on your fridge and you just put it in places where you're going to see it every single day. And you want to make it super obvious and real to your brain that this is something you want. You want this to be so strong that if you do do something that will prevent you from achieving those goals, your why will slap you in the face and encourage you to stop, right? Because the more you think about the things that you want to achieve, the less likely you are to do the things that will stop you from achieving them. Does that make sense? So what we're going to do today when we get off this call is we're going to create those, those lists and we're going to write them down and you can keep adding to them. This is a fluid, ever-changing list and you can add to it or take off of it as necessary. Number four, understand this. Human beings are a lot more motivated to hold onto what they already have than to go after something that is new. So this is why people oscillate so much before starting a new diet or making change or joining the gym or committing to something, right? But people who already made that decision and lost all their weight, they don't hesitate as much to do the things that they need to do to maintain that healthy place that they're already in. So let me say that in plain English. To go after a certain goal is a lot harder than it is to maintain that goal once you've already achieved it, right? 
So if you're considering doing something to lose weight or get healthy or make change in your life right now, do not wait. There is never going to be a perfect time to make change in your life. There is never going to be that exact amazing day to get started. And as you know, I talk to thousands of people and I have heard a lot of excuses because that's what they are. And I hate to put that out there because people are going to be like, no, that's a very real reason. And I'm like, it is to you. It is a real reason to you. But other people view that as a reason to get started, right? Your why can also not be your why not. They can't be both. So I hear a lot of like, oh, I'll start after the holidays. Oh, I'll start after my birthday. Call me after my dog's birthday. Let's get started after my cruise. Oh, you know what? Work is so crazy right now. I can't focus on it. You know, when the virus is gone, you know, then we can talk about it. No, the time is now. And if the time is not now, it's never going to be, right? So you have to make that decision that it doesn't matter what's going on with your life, but you have to make the change right now. The time is today. Because if you don't do it today, you're also not going to do it tomorrow. And so you need to confront the thing so it can become yours not to lose instead of yours that you're trying to get. Got it? Today's your day. Number five, let's talk some basic science to you, okay? I'm going to encourage you as I encourage my clients to eat six times a day. We eat every two and a half to three hours. Why? Well, this will keep your blood sugar stable. And that way you're not waiting all morning to eat because you're in meetings. So you starve, right? You wake up with low blood sugar and now you didn't eat anything. So by the time 2 p.m. rolls around, you're absolutely shaky and starving and can't make a consciously good decision because your body is just like, for the love of God, can you put something in me, please? I am so hungry and just done. And so you grab the first thing you see, which might be potato chips or cake or cookies. The thing that your body knows will get your blood sugar up immediately. But when you run through those carbs, your blood sugar is going to drop again. And then you get into that cycle of constantly needing to eat the thing that's going to get your blood sugar up because you're constantly dropping. What you want to do is to keep your blood sugar stable so that you're just eating throughout the day. You're able to make good decisions. You're able to put the right things in your body. And that way you'll also learn what real hunger feels like. There is a difference between the gradual feeling of being hungry and the sudden onset of emotional hunger. And you will learn the difference. When you're not really hungry, you will feel emotionally hungry. And the goal is to not feed that part of your brain. Your body doesn't need it. And your brain can learn to feed itself with other things. So recognize what that feels like. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Get movement in your life. Go up the stairs. Run in place. Do some jumping jacks. Stay off the news channels. You know that your emotional health is a big player in your physical health. You don't need that extra stress on your body. You want to try to stay as positive as you can with your mindset, despite all the crazy that's going on. So our lives have been completely turned upside down right now, right? Admittedly so. But what can you do to create a sense of stability for yourself? Well, maybe it's FaceTiming your friends, focusing on the good parts of working from home, 
watching some funny TikToks, going outside on your front lawn, taking some deep breaths. You know, the point is what you focus on grows and what you starve dies. I don't watch the news. Is it all still happening? Yes. Do I have to know about every move that the president makes? No. It doesn't affect my daily life in a way that I have to be fully aware of it at all times because having stress in your body creates negative hormones, right? High cortisol levels, it stresses out your adrenals, which can cause hunger and lack of sleep and stress is not good for your body physically. Number six, get support in your goals. Don't do this alone ever. You can hire a coach like me. You can tell a friend what you want to achieve. You can enlist your family to support you, but it's important that you tell them why it's important to you because your goals are your goals. Remember, no one can argue with your truth. And if someone doesn't like what you're doing, they're not someone who's going to support you. So you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good, positive people who know what it is that you want to achieve, who know why it's important for you to achieve it and will support you in that. Meaning you want to avoid the food pushers. You know those people that don't like that you're doing something good for yourself because it reminds them that they're not doing it so that when you say, oh yeah, dude, I'm not drinking right now, they're like, oh my God, why can't you just have one drink? What do you mean you're not eating carbs? What do you mean you're not having that? Why can't you just have one slice? It's not a big deal. It's gonna ruin your whole diet. You know those people? Those are not people you wanna surround yourself with. Now, if you're stuck in quarantine with them, I mean, that that does pose as a little bit of a, of a problem. But you know, when there's a will, there's a way. Respect yourself enough to have boundaries and to surround yourself with people who support you in seeing this goal through to the end. Number seven, educate yourself. Listen to a health podcast. Read a book about your body. Watch a video that explains what sugar does to your brain. Understand how what you do to your body affects you. Respect how your body works and what it needs to do and eat and achieve to be in optimal health. See, once you understand it, it will make it easier for you to do the right things and allow your body to heal and work well. Because applied knowledge is power and will fuel action. And a really good place to find all this education is thepowerentrepreneur.com because they're going to be releasing a lot more information that is going to help you understand a whole bunch of different things. Number one, it will keep you distracted from the kitchen, right? The answer is not in the fridge. Number two, it will help you feel empowered in different areas of your life. And you really never know at the end of all this, what are you going to come out knowing? What will you have come out of this achieving? Instead of this being just a waste of time sitting on the couch trying to save the world, well, what if you gave yourself some more applied knowledge? What if you came out more powerful than you went in? What a thought, right? And then lastly, number eight, be kind to yourself. Some of the stuff that you're struggling with goes all the way back to childhood trauma or learned behavior. And I know it does for me, right? Control or lack of control back then may shape your eating habits now. Remember, our, what is our story? Where do we come from? That is something you're gonna want to dive really deep into because what you do right now is shaped by what happened to you back then. And you can't fight the demons and change the things before knowing what needs to be healed in your past. So don't beat yourself up. Your mind hears everything you say and think 
and it will act according to your subconscious thoughts and beliefs until you tell it otherwise. So start to get in touch with that inner voice that you have. Begin to heal from the inside out. Ask yourself, how can I be kinder and more forgiving to myself? How can I be my own caretaker? And instead of feeding my emotions Hershey Kisses, can I give myself salad and protein because that is what I really need on a cellular level? That is how I feel the best, how I operate the best. I can be my best me when I'm putting the right things into my digestive system. Because it all boils down to this. You want to respect yourself enough to want to take good care of your body, even when the world is a scary place to live in right now. See, the point is, food is not good or bad. You are not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You are not running on self-control. You are operating out of health and belief habit, rather, and belief systems. So, You want to tap into that. You want to focus on feeling the feeling and then doing another action. So instead of feeling stressed and eating cake, you want to feel stressed and listen to music. See, I can't remove what's going on in the world. I can't tell you not to feel stressed. I can't tell you that I have all the answers because I don't. We're all going through things right now. And that's what's really kind of bonding with that is we all get it. We're all in this together right? And I've been working with someone who told me we are not unique or special. Well, we are not unique, but we are special. We are not special, but we are unique, meaning we've all had our own experiences. We've all gone through life differently. But in fact, there are lots of other people out there who have gone through very similar things. So this is not a unique issue, but it's special to you. And what can you do to create a new pathway in your brain so you begin to do healing behaviors when you feel stressed instead of harmful ones. And this, in time, will lead to healthier habits. This will make it easy or easier for you to do the right things and act the right way that are in congruency with your goals instead of self-sabotaging because over time, you literally create new pathways in your brain. For example, when someone experiences trauma or experiences like, oh, I fell, now I get candy. Oh, I'm sad, now I eat chocolate. Oh, I'm happy, or it's my birthday, now I get cake, right? That creates a pathway in your brain. So when you try to change that, understand that you are actually working against what your body knows and you need to teach your body something new. So when you feel stress and you start to listen to music, or when you feel stressed and you call your therapist, or when you feel you know, worried and you eat a healthy meal, you will teach your body and your brain, this is what we now do. I know what we used to do. I know it's what we used to know, but we don't do that anymore. Now we do something new. And you will literally scientifically create new pathways in your brain so you don't have to fight yourself for the rest of your life, right? You can create a life where it's easier for you to stay in that path of the goal that you want to achieve. So like I said before, the times we live in right now are tumultuous times. They're crazy times. And I don't know enough about it to say more than this. All I know right now is the only thing you can control is the food you put into your body, what you drink, 
and the movement you do, right? What exercise you, you bring into your daily life. So to be honest, I don't know if there was ever a time before that health was more prevalent on people's minds than it is right now. And I can't make any medical claims, but I do know in the research I've been doing and the things I've been reading and the stuff that's been coming out from different doctors and scientists, that people who don't have a lot of the issues that obesity creates are doing better and recovering, right? I can't say more than that because I'm not, I don't have any letters after my name other than my certification. So I'll stop there. Point is, do your own research and see a lot of these obesity-related issues are a lot more dangerous than people care to admit, right? So if you want to just lose some weight to look good, that is a perfectly valid reason. I get told a lot, I don't want to be vain, but hey, if that's what's important to you, then that's what's important to you. But you know, the truth is, is that when you do get to be your healthiest you, you're going to be able to move better. You'll see that there's a lot less pressure on your body you're feeling lighter in both emotion and physically, right? There's a lot of nice little side effects that come along with getting yourself to be your healthiest you. So it very much matters. And you are worth creating good habits. And you are deserving of other forms of self-care. And lastly, I believe in you. And I really, really believe that you can do this if you want to do it. So I just want to thank Jacob and Jake for having me on today, um, talking about something that I'm very passionate about. I hope that it helps you wherever you are off to in life and wherever these paths take you. I um, honestly pray that we all are safe. Our families are safe. The people around us are safe and that, you know, this passes through and we can come out better, kinder, more empathetic and healthier people at the end. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.